Hashtag murder may contain explicit and disturbing material and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hashtag murder! Woo! <laughs> I'm Scar. I'm Alex. And we're millennials who love murder. And pizza. And pizza. <laughs> On a Friday night. <laughs> we just had pizza again. <laughs> we have pizza all the time. Uh, it was Alex's special request. <laughs> I wanted pizza Friday. <laughs> she wanted the pizza pizza. Yes. <laughs> Dustin called me today and was like, hey, what do you want for dinner? Well, oh. okay, here's the thing. Oh, boy. He'll call me mm-hmm. at like 8 in the morning, 8 a.m., and he'll ask me what I want for dinner. He's already Sir. thinking about it. <laughs> I do the same thing to Whitney. So I, I have can't not had mad. breakfast or lunch or a snack yet. <laughs> I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want for dinner. Uh, but he gets very concerned. Oh, it's I do the same thing to Whitney. I'm like, what do you want for dinner? And she's like, it's 9 a.m. Go away. And I'm like, oh, but I'm already, like that? I'm already thinking about it. Well, oh, he so called funny. me and he was like, hey, so I heard you're coming over. And I was like, you already knew, but okay. I'm like, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, how about we do pizza? And he's like, well, you know the answer to that. Oh, yeah. He was totally fine with he it. He was like, fuck yeah, let's have pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, and I'm bringing Ducky. And he's like, oh. Ducky. Oh, and she's the so sweet. She's been so sweet. She's gonna be so tired. Oh, she's gonna be exhausted. Lily's gonna sleep like a goddamn baby tonight. I'm so, I'm excited. so excited. <laughs> so excited. She's gonna sleep like a rock. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Normally, when Duck's in the car with me, she puts her head like on my shoulder. Oh, didn't huffs. you say she threw up? <laughs> she did throw up in my car. Yes, <laughs> she threw up. In but her car. like the good girl she is, I have like one of those doggy canopies in my back seat because George sheds like a motherfucker. Yeah. Um. Um, and she was just chilling back there. She threw up on the towel that I had laid out. Uh, good girl. So, yeah, it was easy to clean up. She's it's good. Very good. She's a very good girl. <laughs> Sometimes oh she's God. naughty, but this time she was a good girl. Oh, that's so funny. Um, sleeping. 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 <laughs> Speaking of sleeping like rocks, um, I have to tell you real quick that <laughs> earlier today, uh, I walked outside and Dustin was like maniacally rearranging the rocks. <laughs> like a madman. <laughs> He was, doing it. he was doing it so quickly. <laughs> it's like a workout. I know, because they were all like laying down and he wanted them all sitting up and it was it was a whole thing. He's so strange. <laughs> He's so weird. Oh, he loves he loves our garden, which you know. Oh, my phone might die. Oh, you can use mine. <laughs> okay. Uh well we got a little shorty, little shorty bonus for ya. It's not a murder. It's Monica Lewinsky. It's Monica LeBeau? LeBeau. LeBeau? LeBeau. I think it's LeBeau. Monica it's LeBeau. Not, it's not Monica Lewinsky. It's not. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, um, <laughs> she she slept with the president. Oh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. What did he say? It wasn't. I did not sleep with that woman or I something like that. I did not sleep. I, I did, did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> We both remember it at the same time. Sorry if we yelled. Oh, it looks like we yelled. Oops. <laughs> we fucking yelled. Oh, that was really funny. You're going to have to quiet that down. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to tone that down a little bit. Do not bit. have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I don't know why it just sounded like George Bush. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Monica LaBelle. The Bush family. <laughs> Always the Bush. It is. Oh, my God. Um, so this is a little um, unsolved. Ooh. Well, I don't know if it's unsolved or if it just or if it just never happened. I don't really know. What? I don't know. 
fuck? <laughs> I was so intrigued. And here's the thing. I found this while watching Unsolved Mysteries, and I was, like, super excited to get to the ending because I thought it was going to be, like, wrapped up in this nice, neat nice boat. boat. No. <laughs> and it's unsolved. Huh. And I was so mad. But I thought it was very intriguing. Okay. Um. So I'm going to tell you the story of Monica LeBeau. So we're in May of 1970. Woo. Yep. And we're in a small Texas town, and seven-year-old Monica Susie LeBeau and her parents are moving. They're moving houses. I love the name Susie on a little small child. Susie. I think it's cute. Yeah. It's very cute. Um. So this is the eighth time that the LeBeau family has moved between five different states during Monica's short life. What? Which they, I'm here for because they, I love moving. Are they in witness protection? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to find out here. So, eventually, Monica will have moved 28 times in 15 years, which might be a little bit too much moving. I'm 28 years old. <laughs> that would mean that I have to move once a year for yeah. my entire life. Yeah, that's a that's a very long time. Um, So, this family is moving, like, abruptly. They're moving constantly. And Monica would just come home from school and just see moving boxes everywhere and then things would be all packed up and then they'd go they'd move con men real quick con men (laughs) oh lord okay so her parents are pablo and burma lebeau which are great names i love those names okay yeah Uh, and they were an older couple and monica had two older half sisters that were already grown and moved out of the house oh Hmm. okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so basically this family they're living like nomads but monica never really questioned it because she's a child um and she's just assuming that this is the life like this is their life this is normal shit yeah yeah this is how they live and so although monica always attended public schooling she was always kept home during picture days at school which is curious suspicious (laughs) which is a little weird it's a little Mm, that's not weird that's suspicious (laughs) it's a little suspicious so monica as a child she was very strong and independent but she did have a hard time with so much moving around and trying to make friends and her ever-changing group of classmates well she sees them for like two minutes and they're like and then they're gone we're moving yep and then she moves yep so all right Uh, then everything changes whenever monica turns 16 her mother burma is like super ill i don't really know exactly what happened but she goes to the hospital so Monica has her mother's medical records and is transferring them to the hospital that her mother is currently at. Okay. So getting them from her previous doctor. And Monica is skimming through all of her mother's medical records and then she stumbles across some concerning information. Okay. That Burma had a hysterectomy in 1945. So how could she have had... Our girl Monica. But what does it mean? It means Burma had that surgery before she had. Yeah. Two whole ass decades before her third child was born. Yeah. 20 years before she had this hysterectomy. Was she like a love child of her dad's? I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, We might find out. So, Monica, presumably, has been lied to her entire life. So, Monica confronts her parents and they pull the whole, we're your parents, don't worry about any of this story. And they're actually kind of getting mad at Monica for even bringing up this whole situation. They'd just been lying to her. I would be pissed too. Yeah, and Monica wants to know who her parents are. Of course she does. Yeah, because at the very least, her mom's (laughs) not her mom. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So Monica's mother, Burma, goes on to say that her older half-sister, Shirley, is actually Monica's mother. Oh, like some Ted Bundy shit. Yeah, like, oh, oh it's your sister's, you're your sister's daughter. So Monica goes to visit Shirley, who is in fact old enough to be her mother. She's 19 years older than Monica, and Monica asks Shirley if she's her biological daughter, and Shirley's all, what? No, I am not your mother. Oh. Yeah, so Shirley's saying no. So Shirley goes on to say that their mother, Burma, just doesn't want to face the truth. And so Monica's like, what truth are you talking about? And Shirley says she doesn't want to talk about it and it's not her place to say. What? <laughs> you brought it up. Yeah. So Monica breaks Shirley down a little bit and Shirley says that Monica's real mother had sold her for a bus ticket to New York. Hold on. <laughs> Which is like Charlie's mom <laughs> selling him for a beer. Yeah. Oh my God. And Shirley also went on to say that Monica's real mother was not a good person and that she didn't need to know her anyways, which is bonkers. That's just, that's just some <laughs> fucking bullshit you tell a child. Yeah, that's crazy. So did this really happen? Because the first story was a lie. So yeah. is this story true? Yeah, who the we fuck? We don't know. <laughs> what? We don't know. Uh, so Monica goes back to confront her parents yet again and they keep not giving her any answers. So Monica decides she's going to go through their home and see if she can find any sort of information on her birth mother. So Monica stumbles upon a... A dead body. <laughs> <laughs> she stumbles upon a, a dead, dead body. body in the attic, wrapped in plastic, Dexter style. <laughs> uh, so Monica... <laughs> Not a dead body. She stumbles upon a small, heavy-duty metal box, and inside this box was her birth certificate. Okay. So, also, her parents should have hidden that a little bit better. And it, it has her birthplace listed as Chicago, Illinois. Her date of birth is May 15th, 1964, and oh. that her parents were 50-year-old Pablo and 41-year-old Burma. So, her parents. Yeah, but... But it's also not possible, because... <laughs> Burma had a hysterectomy. Yeah. Uh, but Monica noticed that there were some things missing from the certificate. There was no hospital listed, no home address, no doctor name. So, like... It's just a forged document. <laughs> Uh, well, we're going to get there. So, also, this certificate hadn't been filed until the early 1970s. Whenever Monica would have been, like, seven. Because she was um, born in, like, 62, 63. Red flag. Yeah. Um, so, since Monica isn't getting any answers from her parents, she goes back to her half-sister, Shirley. And Shirley proceeds to tell Monica that their parents had paid a lawyer $2,000 to make this fake birth certificate. You know what, uh, you know who did this in the, uh, there was this con man, like, murderer, serial killer, oh. who was befriending teenage mothers, <gasps> like, with, like, kids. What? Killing them, and <gasps> then taking the baby and selling the baby, so maybe it was like that. Whoa. Yeah, maybe she's one of those kids. Whoa. Oh, mm -hmm. I've never heard of that. I heard it on, uh, it was either Crime Junkie or Morbid. Oh. Shout out to both of you. Uh, sure. It was, on, it was on one of those, but maybe it's like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll have to look into that. Oh my goodness. Who knows? Um, so we don't know what the fuck's going on here. We have no idea. And Monica always wondered why she had no social security number and she always used her father's social security number. That's weird. Oh, That's yeah. weird as fuck. 
Yeah, so, in 1990, whenever Monica is 26, she contacts a judge in Illinois named Jean Scott, and she's hoping to find adoption records for herself, so she's hoping to find her own adoption records. How do you even apply for shit without a social security <laughs> number? I don't know. Well, she's using her dad's. And you can't do that forever. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Like, his name is Pablo. It's not an androgynous name. No. <laughs> so, Judge Scott replies and tells Monica that she can't find any sort of record on her adoption. Option. Judge Scott also says she searched all records from 1960, 1961, and 1962. Didn't find anything. Nothing. Nada. What the hell? Yeah. So, ten more years pass, and Monica gets married and starts her own family and has a daughter of her own. And at this point in time, she doesn't have a whole lot of contact with Burma or Pablo. Weird. Which, I mean, I guess if I was susp- suspicious <laughs> that I got kidnapped, yeah. I'd be like, what I guess the I fuck? wouldn't really hang out with them either. Uh, but whenever Monica is 36, Monica and her family meet with her parents and Shirley once again, and Monica asks where she came from and who she really is, and Burma is livid. She cannot believe that her daughter is still asking questions all of these late well, she years never, later she about never, her past. She never got him answered. How's she supposed to know? Yeah. But what the fuck? Yeah. Give me something. So Burma is still sticking to the story that Shirley, her half-sister, was the one who gave birth to Monica. And Shirley has had enough. And Shirley and Burma start arguing and Shirley admits that she had lied to the police about being Monica's actual mom. Because she had told the police that she was her actual mom. Because her parents told her to. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? What the fuck? Yeah, and it all gets very, like, convoluted, and it's crazy. And so then Shirley says that whenever she was 19, Burma was hiding baby Monica from the police. Kidnap. Yeah. Kidnapping. Yeah. They should just swallow her DNA and run it now. Because, I mean, like, her maybe her parents' DNA's in the system. It could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. So, during the course of this heated conversation, Monica has, like, a recovered memory pop up in her head, and she remembers that whenever she was a teenager, she overheard her father, Pablo, talk about hiding away a cardboard box in some bar and talking about, like, quote-unquote roadblocks and the need to tell the truth and, quote, I can't believe I let you do this. This could also be a dream. I mean... It could be, but like well, we she's don't thinking know. that she remembers all these things that her dad is saying about like she maybe... would have been too little for that. I don't well, know. She, she said no. Who knows? So at this point, Monica is thinking to herself that Burma, her mother, has probably kidnapped her as a baby. You're not my real mom. <laughs> You're not my real mom. <laughs> You're not my real mom. <laughs> Ah, but here's the thing. We don't know. And to this day, we still don't know. Which makes me so anxious. <laughs> I hate not knowing. I feel like and they I'm need to go through like a, like missing kids <laughs> cases from like, uh, like missing babies cases. Yeah. Well, they did. The early 1960s. They yeah. do? Yeah. Um, so, okay, we'll get to it. So Monica learns the probable reason for the fake birth certificate. Burma and Pablo were trying to get her into school whenever she was six, but they needed a birth certificate to enroll her hence fake birth certificate yep exactly um and shirley her half-sister apparently left her husband 25 years and just like disappeared (laughs) (laughs) she's gone she's like i ain't getting arrested (laughs) bye shirley just left God damn it. Uh, And also, a sad note, Monica's husband passed away in 1998 at the age of 31. I don't know what he died of, but that's very young. Could have been the antifree. Could have been the antifree. (laughs) 
But it's very young. Um, so he just left Monica and her daughter to live with this wild mystery. Monica had her DNA tested against her parents before their passing, and she was, in fact, not related to either of them. Hmm. Yeah. And fun fact about Monica, she was born with only half of an earlobe on her left ear. What the hell? Alex is feeling her ears <laughs> to make sure they're still there. They're still there. <laughs> uh, but this may be a clue to help lead to her birth parents. Yeah, that because that could be, be like a... passed down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if Monica had been kidnapped, she believes that it would have happened in the Miami area of Florida in either 1963 or 1964. So, unfortunately, both of Monica's parents have passed away and they took their secrets, if they had any, they with did. them. They <laughs> did. <laughs> uh, so this case is still unsolved, even if it is a case. It is a case, but, like, we don't know why. Wow. We don't know. There's something criminal here. Yeah. Sure. But we don't know what happened. So Monica had contacted the VA, hoping to find out where Burma and Pablo lived around the time of her birth. She asked for their addresses between 1963 and 1965, but whenever she got the reply, the addresses for those years were blacked out scandalous yeah and all of these addresses for the years before and after were not blacked out conspiracy i know witness protection yeah so she believes that they withheld this information because they made a quote big mistake end quote and did not want to face a lawsuit from her fuck <laughs> they blocked out the addresses that's crazy. They did something fucked up. And that's the army. Or not the army. It's the military. They fucked up. Yeah. They did something. Yeah. So Monica later had her DNA compared to Shirley and other relatives. And those tests concluded that she was also not related to them. So she definitely ain't Shirley's kid. Yeah. Oh, man. So wow. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. So Monica also had her DNA compared to that of families of several missing children from the 1960s, including Elizabeth Ann Gill, who was last seen on the afternoon of June 13, 1965, in her front yard of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Officials first thought that Elizabeth wandered away and had fallen into the Mississippi River, but that was later deemed unlikely true due to the crossing of a street, train tracks, and a steep walk down a hill to get to the river. But the DNA test from all all of these missing children determined that she was not any of these children. So she's she's somebody's kid. She doesn't know who she is. What Isn't if they, that crazy? What if they kidnapped her and like, what, what does she look like? Uh, oh, Googs. I was going to say maybe she's Hispanic and they like got her from Mexico. Uh, but I don't think so either. No. Well, I don't know. She's got that pretty straight eyebrow line. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't it crazy though? That's... I don't know. And Weird. they have pictures of her as a child. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not like he, her, she was just snatched up one day as, like, a... Her dad was stationed in the Navy, so maybe, like... Yeah. Or military of some sort. So maybe he was somewhere and baby? I don't know. Came across a baby? Weird. I know. That's just... I wow. hate it. I hate unsolved shit. This is so annoying. <laughs> It's going to bother me so all night. Much. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, but I was watching it, and I thought for sure that I was going to get the answer to this. No, and they're like, <laughs> fuck you. No answer for yeah. you. Oh, my God. I think I have one paragraph left. Oh, oops. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know where I left off. Um. Oh, I have two paragraphs left. Okay. So, in July of 2010, Monica submitted her DNA to the Combined DNA Indexing System database. CODIS. <laughs> 
Good day, Bass. God damn it. Well, my name is George W. Bush, and you need to get your information into the database so we can solve all these unsolved crimes. And I represent the database. Go Rangers. I love the USA. <laughs> God bless the USA. <laughs> I didn't do 9-11. It wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me. I was drinking Bush Light on my back porch with Bethany, my cousin. <laughs> oh god damn it oh we're horrible people <sighs> okay so in july of 2010 monica submitted her dna to the combined dna indexing system codis codis um and in 2015 she submitted her dna to those ancestry websites like 23andme ancestry ancestry which i use yeah Sponsor um, us. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she has found several biological cousins. However, they are distant relatives who have no memory of her. Oh, where do they live, though? Maybe she figured out from there. Um, it didn't say. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm assuming they're maybe in the Chicago area. Yeah, maybe that's where she was. They just supposedly from. Well, yeah. I don't know. She said Florida, and they were keeping her point. in secret. So I don't know. Yeah, there, there's literally no way to know. Um, so for several years, genetic genealogist C.C. Moore has been trying to find Monica's birth family using genetic genealogy. In 2022, CC stated that progress has been made and that Monica is her only case that she has not solved yet. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, unfortunately, many of the people involved are have now passed away. So, this is like a... Like her fake parents. Yeah. So, this is oh, a... Like, she was born the same, crack. like... Almost the same year as my stepmom. And, like, I couldn't imagine being my stepmom's age and, like, and not, knowing, not knowing. <laughs> not knowing the fuck my family is. I know. And having them, like, lie to me like that. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Man, I want to ask Carolyn now if she knows all. <laughs> Mom, do you know who all your family is? Just checking. Yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. But I was watching that and I just, I couldn't believe it. And I was so That's ready for that wild. ending. And I didn't get the ending I was yeah, hoping for. Yeah, they were for. like, mm, this <laughs> They is didn't not... give it to me. Yeah. Um, and I think, I may have just made this up. Um, oh, but shit. I think, <laughs> I think this like case or like story was the basis for that young author, young author, young adult book oh. called Girl in the Milk Carton. Never heard of it. Yeah. I actually, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> whenever I watched this, and I was doing research because I remember reading that whenever I was in like fourth grade, and I was like, "Those are like I remember that book. It kind of stuck with me." Um, I think is it's it a about kids this book. It is, but it's about this girl who's who's looking at the milk carton and she sees her own picture on oh, the milk shit. carton, like a missing kid. Yeah, so I bought it, but I haven't read it yet. But I own it. It's downstairs on the bookshelf. I'll let you borrow it whenever I'm done. But I remember it being very good. Um, so yeah, that's that's that on that. Damn. Yeah. Sorry, Monica. Yeah. Oh, that was my fun fact. The girl in the milk carton. Oh. It wasn't, but I'm throwing that in there. You're throwing that in there? Okay. (laughs) Because I forgot to make a fun fact. Um, That's a good Uh, fun fact for this case. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was pretty wild. And I'm sorry that I, you know, made everyone real anxious because it made me real anxious. Yeah, Um, that's going to bother you. Don't listen to this before bed. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Yeah, listen to it in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. You can stew it on all day. And then forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't do this at like 8 p.m. Because then you're going to go to bed. And it's going to drive you crazy. Because like right now it's 9 (laughs) 17 and I'm pissed and I'm going to be thinking about this. You're going to be researching. Yeah. I'm going to be Googling hard. (laughs) Yeah. I really tried to find an update, but that last one for calling nursing homes and shit. Like, do you know who Monica Lewinsky is? (laughs) God damn it. Oh 
my god. Uh, well, thanks for hanging out. Oh, fo- real quick, follow us on the Instagram at hashtag MurderPod. Yep, and give us five stars Please. if you like us. We if, appreciate it. Even if you don't like us, give us five stars. Yeah, still do it. It makes you my, made it this far. It makes my mom proud. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> no, my my stepmom. <laughs> no. Shit. Wow, Scarlet. <laughs> Um, it makes my dead mom. It and, makes my dead mom proud. Too. And my stepmom proud. I just call her my mom. That was really funny. Listen, Carolyn's I'm so sorry. Carolyn's wonderful because uh, we're a hot mess of a family, and she didn't have to and love us. She loves us. you anyway. She she chose to love us. Yep. She didn't have to, but she chose it. It's she, very true. She's a hot mess. Very sweet. We we love each other. Uh, oh man, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for hanging out. Love you. Love bye. you. Bye. Maybe go look at your birth certificate just in case. Uh, you could check, be kidnapped. Check us. Check the signatures, <laughs> dates, hospital. Bye bye bye. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Murder. Episodes are written and edited by Alex Lewis and Scarlett Hipton. Our intro and outro music is written and played by Derek Branton. Our cover art is by the lovely Lauren Walker. And our name was created by the most wonderful, supportive, and super hot boyfriend, Dustin Branton. We hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or ideas, you can reach us at hashtag murderpod at gmail.com. That's H-A-S-H-T-A-G murderpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell all of your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. Oh, let me just scoot you on down there. But she did have a hard time. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, And we're actually kind of getting like, oh. And I keep giving her no. Side note, George <laughs> George is on a food strike. Look. No. <laughs> I will not look at it. And <laughs> I convinced he hates me. He doesn't I'm hate looking you. away. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, low battery. Monica and her family. Or, nope. Yes. Okay. So, during the course of this heating. Heating. <laughs> this heating conversation. It's very heating in it's here. It's very heating. <laughs> it has her date of birth. Or, nope. Nope. That was Lewinsky. <laughs> that was Lewinsky. God damn it. There we are. Hoping to find out where Bar... Barma. Barma. <laughs> and the National Dent... <laughs> with this <laughs> the data bass uh, okay